0: Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobai, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with The Grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this fantastic day? Or night, depending on when you're listening to it. I hope wherever you are, you are feeling good in your body. Remember, we have a body. It's um, sometimes, well, I was a lot of times, hard to remember that when we live in an age when we are so invested in what's happening on a screen that uh, we forget that we have bodies sometimes. So I invite you to take a deep breath now, feel the body. And exhale, <sighs> exhale it all out. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so for today's episode, I, um, I'm going to kick it off with a card I pulled from the Starseed Oracle deck. And this one is called Lost Lands. Now, it's so fascinating. Um, well, let me read the, the little, I guess, sub Heading on this card, Um, soul memories and gifts. You've done this before. And again, it's so hard with um, podcasts where you're just audio and you don't get to see the beautiful artwork of this Oracle card, but there's a lot of soft blues, a little bit of pink here and there. Um, I really, if I'm being honest, I really can't make out um, what this image is. There are a few buildings that echo like what the Colosseum might look like, you know, some, some kind of architecture like that. Um, but yeah, so let us take a look at what the guidebook has for us today. Um, the world is far more ancient than our documented history suggests. <laughs> so it's so funny, because I said the architecture on the card in the artwork recalls the Colosseum. So when we think about the Colosseum in Rome, we think, you know, ancient, um, ancient times. So here we are with the word ancient showing up for us. Um, so anyway, the, the world is far more ancient than our documented history suggests as souls. Many of us have experienced ancient eras on this planet that were much more advanced than ours today. Yeah, you know, that's so fascinating to me to think about that, how there are civilizations that came before us that had such advanced technology, and look where we are. <laughs> I don't know, that's that's a mystery that I think about from time to time. Um, anyway, as we begin to remember these times, the rememberings and gifts can come flooding back. Hmm. At this stage in Earth's timeline, we need the wisdom of the ancients to survive as a species. You are being called to connect with the lost wisdom of your own soul. If you feel guided to make a change in your life, to step into a new career path, birth a creation, or bring an idea to life, but feel unprepared, this card is calling you to consider that you've done this before. Perhaps your soul has wisdom beyond what your lifespan can imagine. Let me read that again. Perhaps your soul has wisdom beyond what your lifespan can imagine. And I am a big believer in in this kind of inherited wisdom. Um, Okay, perhaps the intuitive hits and ideas you are receiving are divinely guided. Perhaps you've been preparing for this time. Some think that lost lands exist in the past others believe they exist today in a different dimension. I believe these ancient lands also exist in the souls of those who experience them. If this card comes to you, perhaps the wisdom of lost lands such as Lemuria, Atlantis, and Avalon exist within you. And through surrendering to the intelligence of your soul, you can unlock the seeds of these ancient lands so we can all learn from our mistakes and usher in a new age." And the Starseed Activation um, invitation for this card is, well, to place the card on the portal of your heart. So if you want, if you're listening, you want to participate, just place your uh, one of your hands on your heart. You can place both hands on your heart and just whisper the following. I unlock any forgotten wisdom and soul gifts from lifetimes past. <sighs> I love that. I love that um, this card is asking us to remember. And- it's, it's funny because there's different kinds of remembering. There's the literal remembering, like, you know, do you remember your 10th birthday? Um, there's the uh, inherited wisdom of past lifetimes that when we incarnate, at least I believe when we incarnate into this lifetime, we, you know, wipe the slate clean. And part of the journey of our evolution is to remember and recall the skills, the knowledge, the wisdom that we've gained over the lifetimes leading up to this one. So there's that remembering. Um, And then there's just the simple remembering that we are not alone in this human experience, that we have our ancestors to turn to for support, that we have our spirit guides, our angels and guardians um, all around us, And I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget that. (laughs) So this card is a great reminder of those things, of all of it, all of it. Um, And it's interesting that this card comes forward because my word for the year, and I don't know how many of you all do this, but every New Year's, and I'm talking about the Gregorian calendar. So um, every January 1st, I have I set an intention with a particular word. That's my touchstone word for the year. And this year, it is remember. And I get it stamped on a token that is a that becomes a bracelet that I wear all the time. I don't take it off. Um, I actually have last year's bracelet on too, and I'm like, maybe I need to let that one go. I'm not sure yet. Um, because last year's word was leap and I did a lot of leaping. Uh, this year's word is remember. So I'm like, remember to leap. Maybe that's, (laughs) maybe that's the thing. Um, but to turn to just remembering that we have the skills we need within us. And when I say skills, I don't necessarily, I mean, it could be, you know, the skill to knit, knit, It could be the skill to write a poem. It could be the skill to like make really good eggs. Okay. That skill. But then there are the skills that are deep within us, within our DNA, that when activated, sometimes we surprise ourselves like, oh, I didn't know that was in there. Oh, I have power within me that I can wield and establish boundaries and you know, assert myself and lean into self-trust. Wait, what? Really? I do? That's the kind of remembering I like to work on. And I like to help other people work on, you know, when we talk about healing. I mean, everyone talks about healing, right? It's, It's just so interesting to see and observe how the mechanisms of capitalism operate, and so it makes it a little um, tricky, and and it requires a lot more work on our part to be able to discern between the people who are genuine in and interested, genuinely interested in our well-being, and those who are looking just to make a quick buck because they use the trendy words of wellness, of mental health, um, you know, healing. Healing generational trauma. I mean, these are all the the sort of buzzwords that are out and about, floating through, you know, social media channels, um, all kinds of different digital platforms. You know, people are selling this and selling that, and it's a question of like, who's in integrity, you know, and how can you tell? And that is, that that's the slippery slope. That's the tricky part, you know. Um, And so what my invitation to you is to call in to remember that you can tune into your body. The body never lies. It doesn't matter how many external messages we get, um, how many layers of conditioning are foisted upon us. Our bodies never lie. The trick, though, is being able to listen to the body because of all those things I just listed you know, external conditioning, society, culture, you know, other people's traumas, other people's ways of of seeing the world and, and imposing it on us, right? That clutters our connection with our body, with our inner self, which lives inside the physical body. But I'm going to tell you, the body never lies. So if you are trying to decide whether or not to work with a person on your healing. Ask your body, how do you feel? Make a statement. Say, okay, I'm going to work with this person to heal this trauma that I can't quite, you know, let go of or resolve or whatever it is. Make that statement in the affirmative. I am working with this person to heal this. How does your body respond? Is your body like, Sing and like high vibe, like tingles and chills, and your your heart just like opens up. You know your back arches a little. You're like yes, or does it contract? Does it shrink inward where like your shoulders get hunched over, your belly draws into your spine, you kind of like crouch over, like ooh, so yeah. I don't know if I wanna work with that person they look so good on paper they've got all these certifications they got this 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 they got a bazillion followers i mean they look legitimate on paper and i should and be careful that word should and i should work with them because they're going to help me heal if your body is all tight and tense and it's like i don't know it starts to feel crunchy in your body that's a sign you got to listen to your body. That's a sign that no, you don't want to work with that person because people might look good on paper. You know, they might have good resumes, good credentials, whatever, but energetically they may not be in integrity with the things that they're talking about. They may not be in alignment with the practices that they offer. You know, some people are just out there, like I said earlier, just to make money and a fast buck or whatever. And then using this um, trend, I hate the word trend to talk about healing, but that's what it feels like, you know, to capitalize. Yes, I mean that in a punny kind of way because capitalism um, on people's pain. You know they want to make money on off of people's pain, offering these solutions, and and so there's so much out there. It's the, the I hate saying the market, but we live in a capitalist society. But the market is saturated, and so how do you distinguish between who will work well with you, who who's a good fit, and who isn't? You know, and it all is – it all comes back to remembering, to tuning into the body, remembering. And I want to say I'll, – I'll share a little story in that, um, you know, I've been I've been learning and fumbling my way through these spaces of healing, of, you know, manifestation, like the, the sort of woo-woo spaces, um, the digital content creators, been navigating that for a few years now, um, both as – an entrepreneur and as a consumer, right? So both business owner and consumer, I've been on both ends of, of the transaction, we'll say. And it's been quite a ride. It's been quite a learning experience. Um, but from the consumer end of things, I will share that I have invested um, money in different programs, in different business programs, in different healing programs, Um in, you know, from courses to memberships to one-on-one coaching um, to retreats—you know, all kinds of things. Because I'm learning and I'm exploring and I'm I'm trying to find my way, as a, as a lot of us, if not all of us, are are doing. And so, this is what I've learned. I'm going to share the lessons with you, so you, maybe you can avoid. Them. <laughs> The hard, the hard, expensive lessons that I've learned. Um, when I said yes, and my body was lit up from the inside, you, you all know how that feels. You know, you get super excited. Your body starts to tingle. You're just like, yes. Like, you're so giddy. You can't wait to do it. When I said yes to those moments, those invitations, I never regretted the financial investment. I was, you know, I was like, all right, sign me up. Like, don't even, you know, didn't think about how am I going to pay for this? I'll give you an example. And this is not, this has nothing to do with the um, digital spaces or, or like, you know, the plethora of programs out there in those spaces, but it has to do with um, yoga teacher training. So I, and I might've talked about this on the podcast before, but back in 2019, pre-pandemic days, I, um, I was at a writing residency and um, my first day there, I was like, oh, you know, I got to find the local yoga studio because I want to maintain my practice and I really need to be in person in a class for that yoga experience to really keep me going. Yeah, I can do it on my own, but there's something really powerful for me to be able to practice yoga with a group in a community. So I did a little search, you know, see yoga studios near where we're at, you know, the residency. Um, and this one studio pops up, barely saw the name. What caught my eye was this one button off on the upper right corner of the screen that said 300 hour advanced teacher training in India. And I was like, yes, my body lit up. My body was like, what? Yes 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 didn't know anything else right so i got curious i was like all right click on the button and then it clicks to the page that has all the information about the training and the training had everything that i was looking for at the time um and it wasn't something i was looking for so hard it was more like oh i'm ready to go to the next level i'm ready to invest in advancing my knowledge and my wisdom about yoga like i want to explore more i want to learn more i want to you know do more things and really dive into the world of yogic teachings. And this program had everything that I wanted, including how to play the harmonium and use chanting as part of your yoga class that you teach. And I, and this was something that I was like, I love the harmonium and I wanted to learn so bad. And this thing showed up and I was like, are you kidding me? You know? And there was some, you know, teachings for Ayurveda and like cooking classes. I was like, What? what is this magical thing? And I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I can manifest. Woo. So for me, you know, I saw the investment. I, I didn't even look at the price. Actually. I just was like, what do I need to do to sign up? So I filled out the application real quick, s- submitted my deposit. And then I sat down and I was like, feeling high. I was like, yeah. Oh my God, this is so awesome. This is so amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, Ooh, what did I just do? Like it wasn't a regret. It was like then my ego kicked in and was like, Okay, we just invested some money that we don't have. How are we gonna pay for it? I was like, Oh, we'll figure it out, you know? Like I wasn't worried. I was in full trust that I would figure it out. And I did. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was a miracle. Um and and if you wanna know, like how did you figure it out if you if the three D version of you is like, I need to know the logistics of how this all worked out, um, I was you know, approaching the first payment date. Um, it was like a month away, but I I saw it coming down the pike and I was like, Hmm, how am I going to pay for this training? And, um, and so I was meditating and the thought came, start a GoFundMe. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no. I don't do that. I'm not that person. I don't do that. No, uh-uh. My ego was like, hell no. We are not we are not those, those kind of people. We can do this ourselves. We are self-reliant. I mean, it wasn't, it was it's not even like a matter of like what those people are. I don't even know what that means, right? It it was more an ego thing of like, we don't need anybody's help. We can do this ourselves. We'll figure it out on our own. And my higher self was like, "Mm, no, this is the message. Start a GoFundMe, send it to your friends, send it to everyone whose email you have and see what happens. And I was like, oh God, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I was really like resisting every step of the way, but I was like, nope, this is what I've been called to do. And if I'm going to do this training, this is, this is what is being shown to me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. Let's just do it. So I set up the GoFundMe, draft an email, send it out to my my friends and anyone else whose mailing list, I ha- you know, whose email I had. And within five, 10 minutes, one of my dear friends drops $1,000 in my GoFundMe. And I nearly fell out of my chair. I was like, what? I was, I almost, I seriously fell out of my chair. I didn't, I like fell, like lost my balance and caught myself. Um, But I was like, what? Oh my God. And my higher self was like, see, I was like, okay, okay. I believe you. (laughs) I trust, I trust, I trust. So, um, so that's, that's an example, right? That's That's an example of how the body can guide you and help you remember and, and, help you trust. Um, but to counter that, I, um, I signed up for this business program that I regretted signing up for. (laughs) And, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, part of me doesn't even want to talk about it. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so – no, it's, it's not judgment. It's not like I was going – I wasn't going to say I'm so dumb. It was more like I didn't trust my gut. I didn't trust my instinct. And now, look, like that was just a waste of my money. Um, what happened was um, this particular program had a specific registration date. You know, it opened on a cer- at a certain time. And, um, I, uh, was like, I don't know, do I want to sign up? Do I not? I really liked what she was saying in her book and blah, blah, blah. You know, it sounds really empowering. It sounds really supportive. Um, let's, you know, let's just take the leap. Let's just do it. You know, everyone talks about how, you know, in order to be successful in your business, you need to invest in that business which requires spending a little bit of money. You know, I mean, this was not a little bit of money. Um, this was almost as, this was probably as much as the, (laughs) the yoga teacher training. So, um, so I was like, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll just take the leap. You know, I'll, I'll take the leap. But my body was like, "Mm, I don't know. You know, it was, there was this tension in, in my, in my solar plexus. And when I say tension, it wasn't like a cramping or contraction. It was just like, it was taut. It was a tautness. And I was like, "Mm, yeah, I don't know. So that, that sensation wasn't clear to me as far as like how to read that, what meaning I was supposed to get from that. But then some little things happened along the way. When I went to sign up, um, the registration link was closed and I emailed the person and I said, Oh, but this was just open just a few moments ago. And she goes, no, no, no. The doors are opening in, a, in about 48 hours. So, you know, just get ready, get excited. And I was like, Oh, um, okay. You know, but the, the email itself felt very um, like she didn't hear anything I said. She, she just wanted to make the sale. And I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe they're just really busy getting ready for the doors to open for registration. And then, um, a few other small things popped up and they were enough for me to pay attention to, but not big enough for me to be like, okay, hell no, I'm not going in. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. And then, so I made the payment and once I was in the community, I was like, oh, and now I saw what was on the other side of the paywall and I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> this is not, this is not good. I mean, it, it was just, yeah, it just was not good. And I knew going into it that there were no refunds, which is, which is, you know, the practice when it comes to purchasing digital um, products, we'll say, even memberships, even communities, generally there's no um, refund. So I was like, okay, well, I'm here and it's a year long, um, I guess, participation in, in this community. So I might as well just make the best of it. I'm here. Let's learn. Let's take, um, any teachings that I can use to grow my business, to strengthen my business. Um, and we'll, we'll make the best of it. Cool. Right. And then it just was like, a disaster as far as the leadership of the organization went. Um, it was tone deaf. They were not listening to the members and what they needed. They just spouted out pre, um, pre-scripted phrases. So it was like, no one was really hearing us or hearing what we needed as members or paying attention to them. They were just like, mechanically showing up. And it was just awful. I was like, what? I can't believe I just wasted this money <laughs> because I didn't listen to my body. So there's two examples for you, my friends. Tune into the body and and you may not be able to discern what the body is telling you right away if you're not used to it right? Because remember, there's a lot of conditioning, years of conditioning of being taught not to listen to your body, but to listen to what other people say, right? And so it's going to take practice to cultivate that, like cultivating your relationship with your intuition, with that connection. It takes time to strengthen it. So the more you practice it, the stronger the sensations become and the more immediate the, the, information comes forward for you. You know, so if I were to have that same situation with that particular business program, now I would have noticed the body sensations more immediately and have seen the red flag and said, no, not doing this. But at the time I would, my connection with my body was still faint you know, I was like, Hmm, what's this tension? I don't, I don't know yet, you know? Um, but then I made another mistake where I didn't have that hell yes, light up sensation. I was very neutral and I made an investment in that thing that was neutral where my body was neutral. And that was not a good investment either it wasn't terrible like the first one but it wasn't worth the money that i had invested into that particular community um so i just like again made the me- made the most of it but feeling like i got cheated out of out of the amount of money that i had put into the program um and that was because i didn't really Tune in to the body. So when you do this, because this is going to be your homework for this week. <laughs> I'm in teacher mode right now. When you tune into your body, that, that's gonna be your homework to practice tuning into your body, right? Notice the nuances, notice just the sensations. Don't make any judgments or create meaning from it yet. Just notice the sensations, make some statements in the affirmative and see what, what the body does, you know, say something like, you know, my name is Bob. Okay. What does your body say when you say that? Is your body like, no, it's not, you know? And what does that sensation feel like? Does it feel like energy is shrinking in on itself? Does it feel like it's going to lean to a certain side or going to lean backwards, you know? tune into that. It's going to be very subtle, but the more you practice it, the louder the message becomes. Okay. You got that? All right. And, and, and to use the body to remember, because we have these memories in our DNA, I don't just mean memories in our head. I mean, memories in our very beingness, right? Have you ever had a moment where you learn something new and you think it's something new that you're learning and you're doing it and you're, and someone's like, oh, you're a natural. And then in the way back of your mind, you're like, you know, this feels familiar. This feels like I've done this before. It's probably because you have in a previous life and that wisdom in your cells, in your DNA is coming forward. It has an opportunity to come forward. So yeah, that for me, that's so fascinating. I was like, Hmm. So it makes me wonder like, what have my past lifetimes been like? What did I do in them? Was I a public speaker of some kind, you know, was I a radio DJ? (laughs) because I'm podcasting now, you know? I don't know. It's curious. And I know there are like past life regressions that, you know, I could sign up for or do um, to find out more about past lives. And I'm I, part of me is like, do I want to know? The other part of me is like, I don't want to know. But I know people who have done it say that it's really helpful to To them, because it gets clarity on what their dharma is in this lifetime, Uh, you know, they feel the pull towards a certain way, a certain direction, a certain path, and they follow it, but they don't know why they just kind of follow in blind trust. And then when they do that past life regression, they're like, Oh, okay. Now I see the purpose of why I'm moving in this direction. And so for me, I'm like, okay, maybe that would be okay, but do I really want to know what I ha- like, what I was like in past lifetimes? I'm not sure. So this is something I'm mulling over. If you have any opinions about that, you can feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram um, at Leslie Ann Hobion. Or you can send me an email, Leslieanne at suryagianne.com. And let me know what you think about the whole past life regression thing. You know, do you recommend it? Do you not? You know, what are your thoughts? Um, But anyway, okay. So that is my episode for you this week to remember. Tune into the body and remember. And see if you can draw on the wisdom of the past lives. Um... Okay, so I am going to read a poem from a different book. Uh this is Bodega by Sue Wong, and she's a Korean American poet who um was raised in New York and grew up in the Bay Area. Now lives in Minneapolis. Um, and I'm like flipping around. Usually I just go, Oh, I'll just read this poem randomly. Uh, But for whatever reason, I was like kind of looking for a specific one. But I was like, No, no, no. I'll just go with the roulette, the tarot of poems, and we will choose whatever comes forward. So this one from her collection bodega, Su Wong, this one's called the price of rice grain to water ratio must be precise or the result will be catastrophe. I let my mother speak in hyperbole. Concessions you allow someone who has survived civil war. Someone whose father was taken by silhouetted men in the dagger of night. Someone who's toiled since the age of 10. Someone who still eats last at the dinner table. Too much liquid, she tells me, you get porridge, juk, which sounds eerily similar to gook. The ways we must survive, mortal, mortal combat. When I'd come down with a cold, she'd prepare my favorite remedy. Kanji, dashes of soy sauce and sesame oil, garnished with finely chopped scallions. Simple, Filling. An entire meal that fed a mother and her mother fleeing with three daughters and the eldest son, now estranged. How a fistful of rice boiled down with extra water satisfied rumbling bellies amid rubble mountains, ghost artillery. The peninsula cut in half by outsiders then left to spar for eternity. One blind, one cursed. Existential, consequential. My mother wistfully recalls what remains, memory broken by age and a willing, as I drown my iPhone in a satchel of abundance, how I used to play, spreading its stickiness on loose-leaf paper as glue, constructing hats to pretend I was a nurse mending wounds, or a famous chef summoning feasts. When I first asked how to prepare the perfect heap of cooked rice, She casually filled the pot, placed her hand on top as if she were performing sacrament or taking my temperature, letting the water crawl between knuckles and wrist, eyeballing it. But I wanted exactitude, a basic math. She used to tease me when I had a kernel stuck on my cheek or held hostage by my hair. Saving it for later? I've never saved anything in my life when that's all she's ever known using her body to carry and shield, cushioning me from every possible blow, taking it, taking it, so I'd never have to be intimately acquainted with the same country of hunger, polishing each granule clean with spit for a bit of salvation, a pearl. Oh, man. Sue, 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 Sue. Love it. Love, 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 love. All right, my friends, that is our episode for today. And so I leave you as I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge spark joy in chaos by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to Suryagian.com slash subscribe.